It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time. It's a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. My name's Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Where I'm at right now, it's been snowing for a while. Now, I'm happy to know, just to point this out to you, when I got up this morning, you know, I get here really early in the morning, the first few flakes had just started coming down. Since I've been here at work, and I got it worked about at like 2 o'clock in the morning, you know. Since I've been here, though, it's been piling up. Now, as Don Day pointed out, it's a fluffy snow, not actually a lot of moisture to it, but a lot of fluff to it. So it's kind of high and fluffy. Where I'm at, where you are, what you're getting, well, just let me know. But it's about 18 degrees where I'm at and piling up. So across Wyoming, just be careful because everybody's going to get a little something. The volume of it just depends on where you are. I have more... Weather forecast coming up from Don Day this morning about, uh, well, 6.35-ish and 6.45, top and bottom of each hour. He also joins me live at 7.45 to talk about the whole thing. All right. For those people who were sending me messages off of the app yesterday, we had some problems. I wasn't able to see them, but now the app is working again. So you can hit chat on the app and send me notes, and I'll respond like I normally do. That's become a big part of the program as a way of of us talking back and forth when I'm on the air, people just hitting chat and sending messages. Okay. I'm going to start by picking on Facebook this morning. They interrupted everything that I was doing when they flagged something in just the dumbest possible way. Trigger warning. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, so I was just flipping through. I, I do this every single morning. I look at all sorts of social media just to see what people are talking about out there. And on Facebook, there's a lady who posted It's a picture she could have it's a picture with text on it really so there's no if you're thinking of a photograph of something it's a photograph of text okay it's real simple in just this beautifully written font it says be still and know that i am god that's it now you know on facebook for those who are on it how they blur things out and then talk about it uh the context of it, it may be offensive or whatever, and then you can go ahead and uh, either dismiss it or see why they're flagging it. That's a possibility. See why. 
or actually look at the picture itself. Now, to me, I always thank Facebook for doing that. I always do. Because thanking Facebook for doing that uh, is my way of letting them know that, you know, Facebook, I would not have clicked on that. I wouldn't have done it. I didn't I didn't care what somebody had posted until you told me that it's not safe to look at it and blurred it out. That made me want to look at it. And so I clicked on it. Now, my translation, you guys tell me if you think that I'm wrong. My translation of be still and know that I am God is basically doesn't matter if you're religious or not. Okay, it's nothing to do with it. It basically is somebody freaking out, having a really bad moment, and God just going, shh, 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 it's okay. I'm here. I'm God. I'm here. I got this. That's basically what it says, right? But they blur that out and flag that as misinformation of some kind and put a little note there saying that I could either skip it or see why they're flagging it, which doesn't offer a good explanation. Needs context. What? Really? Okay, so I started watching and reading as all sorts of people are asking the question, why in the world is Facebook with this? I don't understand. So I went on a little bit of a search and found several places that Facebook has uh, times that Facebook really got it wrong from a celebrity who they kept telling the celebrity to quit using the name of this celebrity, which was her. Yeah, th there was a celebrity who put up her Facebook page, and it's her. I don't know who this is. Selena Gomez? Okay, yeah, attractive young lady. She's singing. I don't know who... You guys would may, may know. I have no idea. But they kept telling her, don't put up saying that you're Selena Gomez. But I am Selena Gomez. Let's see. There's a guy here who Facebook for eight years. He had his, his account uh, pulled by Facebook, had a fight like crazy to get it back. He sent all the documentation and saying that, hey, again, this is me. And they kept saying, and he's not famous. No, it's not you. Here's a woman who has a picture of herself breastfeeding her baby. Now, you cannot see her breasts. The, the way the picture is taken, the baby is breastfeeding, but you cannot see her breasts. But Facebook takes that one down. Let's see. It's official. Lost track of the amount of times Facebook users uh, were blocked because of their name. The reason behind these bans vary from tenuous to small-minded to downright daft. Mayor of Victoria, British Columbia. Uh, and let's see. Uh, Mayor, Victor Mayor of Victoria, British Columbia in Canada, Lisa Helps. That's her name, Lisa Helps. That's her real name. Facebook blocked her uh, and said that it was not humorous and not appropriate. But that's her name. Okay. Facebook blocked a picture of a kid fishing. Yeah, there's a kid here who had a, a fish that he had just caught, and he's holding up the fish. And they blocked this. And let me see. Facebook blocked a photo with, and not allowing anyone to see it unless they click on it because, so again, it's, it's offen it, uh, somehow offensive. And...
the small boy fishing with people saying, WTF, I thought we were friends, stuff like that. Okay, I'm, I'm looking for why Facebook said this. Uh, oh, okay, they mistook it for sexual abuse. No, that's what it says here. They mistook the picture. There's a kid who caught a fish. He's holding up the fish that he caught, and Facebook flagged it for sexual abuse. Hmm. Okay. Back in 2012, Facebook blocked dozens of users, uh, many whose members, the all um, all I can't pronounce this, students, mistook the word for a Hindi slang as a bad name. Uh, okay. Well, it just goes on and on and on like this, all the dumb reasons at Facebook. And I'm sure you've come across it as well, where you've clicked on something and said, why did you block this, Facebook? I don't understand. So here's a woman who posts, this is one of the most bizarre I've ever seen, be still and know that I am God. And somehow this is offensive to them. Now, so you know, Facebook doesn't actually have people doing this. They created an algorithm. If you think about Facebook as billions of people, right, billions of people as subscribers, there's no way they can hire enough people to review every post that's out there, especially because many of us are posting many times, not just a day, but an hour. So they have an algorithm. Well, their algorithm sucks. Rianne from Fort Danger. I had a meme reported once. It was a dude... Uh, okay. Uh, planking, basically. Uh, he, okay, the funny thing was, it was a post from over a couple of years ago. Oh, I see. Okay, I get it. Uh, th this is something, Rianne, that I've seen many times before. Something that you could have posted a few years ago, and probably did, that Facebook never flagged, but now they do. Or somebody else posts it, it doesn't get flagged, but you post it, and it does. Yeah. I, a friend of mine recently was banned for a while from posting because he said, wow, and it was perfectly innocent what he was talking about. Let's blow that up. That's violence. Well, if you look at the context of what he said, but because he said blow that up, that's violence that he... No, you have to take a look at the context he was talking about. It had nothing to do with actually blowing something up. My sister in Lake Wills, Florida. What weather are we getting? I had to wear a jacket and hat to walk. It's in the 60s. Ah, that's my sister. Hey, sister dear. 17 degrees and snowing here, and it's going to get colder. I'm not complaining. I'm inside. There's a coal fire power plant up the road. I'm good. 617, Wake Up Wyoming. Hi, I'm... Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. On air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Six point trades of time. It's wake up my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, so where I'm at, 17 degrees. Hey, John, where is it up there in Gillette? Because I'm at 17 degrees and the snow's kind of piling high. And as Donde said, it's a dry snow, so it's really fluffy. It's cold out there, though. Looks real pretty, though. I'm just kind of wondering what Gillette looked like and some other of the surrounding areas out there. 
What do you look? Like? What does it look like when you look out the window this morning? Because everybody's going to get some amount of snow. Now, just so you know, if you're nice and toasty warm, which I am inside the studio, it is really nice in here this morning. And it's really nice in here because there's right up the road from us a coal fire power plant. Now, if you live anywhere this morning where there is a wind or solar farm out there, just take a look toward those. Now, not many solar farms in Wyoming. I know there's a few. Mostly it's wind turbines because of all the wind we have here. But take a look out there and what does it look like? Are they turning? Now, some areas getting some pretty good wind. I see. I take a look at Wright, Wyoming. Yeah, you guys are around 21 knot winds here. Uh, Gillette, John, you're, you got some good wind, about 19 knots kind of blowing past you there. Okay, good. It depends just where you are. But there's other places. KC, you're pretty much, well, KC's right on the edge, about nine knot winds here. There's some areas that are just really calm. Let's see what Casper is doing here. Eh, about an eight-knot wind. That's not too bad here. Cheyenne, you're kind of windy. But if I head more west, wow, it gets really calm out there. So to the west, there's very little wind. But on mornings like this, when the temperature is at low, and in most areas the wind is not blowing, and there's all this snow and ice piling up, the wind turbines are not doing anything. And the sun's not up yet, so the solar panels can't do anything. But if the sun was up right now, they still couldn't do anything because there's all that snow on top of them. So what exactly is keeping you warm this morning? Now, I know what's supposed to happen with wind and solar. It's supposed to be stored in battery farms, and then they release that energy later, right? And that's supposed to be what's keeping you warm right now. So, But it's been pretty much for the past few weeks, very little wind out there. So again, the wind farms have not been cranking. So what is keeping us warm right now? Right, the answer to that is right near you, you have wind and solar power that's dead, but the coal and natural gas is cranking away and keeping you just warm toasty as can be. Some of you have propane at home, a few things like that. That's doing just fine for you as well. That's actually what's keeping you warm right now. Pointing this out because, well, there's people who would like to go all wind and solar, and that's just not going to provide the energy that's needed when it's needed. On a morning like this, when the temperatures really drop, all they have to do at the coal plant or at the natural gas plant is just crank it up. Literally, just reach over there and whoever's the operator on duty, oh, hey, people are asking for more power? Well, let's give them more power. And they crank it up a little bit. And there's more electricity to keep you nice and toasty inside. For those of you who are not heating your homes by electricity, but you've chosen, again, something like propane, something like that, if you get up this morning and you notice your house is toasty, it's because, well, you've got this propane burner going. And the propane burner, you set it to, let's just say for the fun of it, you set your house to 71 degrees. I'm just picking a number. Well, your propane burner is going to work to keep it right there. And if it has to burn more propane to do it, then it's going to do it. As simple as that. You don't have to worry, are we getting enough wind out there to keep this going? Is enough wind 
cranking our wind turbines so we have the electricity. What happens if we go through a period of time like we've been, which is rare in Wyoming, but to go through several weeks with almost no wind whatsoever? What do you do then? Or for other parts of the nation where the wind does not blow like it does here in Wyoming, when it does blow, it's very light. What exactly are they supposed to do? Well, this is the question, the simple questions, and I have a few more of these questions and I'm going to let somebody else ask after we get through our news and information break. Because, uh, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here when I talk to you guys about this, but these are the questions that can be asked by you and other people. Pass these questions along. What exactly are we supposed to do on mornings like this? You know, there's in Poland recently, there were some real long lines as people went for coal, just straight coal. And they brought it home. Long lines to pick up coal to bring it back to their house. Because when wintertime comes, they need energy. And they're just going to throw coal into their furnaces and burn it straight. Now, that's actually bad for the planet to do it straight like that. Too bad they didn't have their coal-fired power plants up and running. They could have done it cleanly like we do here in Wyoming. Coming up on 6.30, local news coming your way right after local news. An update on that weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Ninety-seven Woods or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six thirty-six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name's Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. As I told you earlier this morning, 17 degrees where I am. Big fluffy fat flakes of snow coming down, making it look kind of nice out there. Just really on the cold side. And I just got done reminding everybody, although I'm sure you're aware, that if you're nice and warm and snug in your home this morning, wherever that may be, it's because we have coal and natural gas plants here in the state of Wyoming. That's making that so. Because your wind and solar power right now isn't doing squat not a thing to keep you warm. That's not where the energy to keep you warm is coming from. Meantime, I had talked to you the past couple of days about uh, electric vehicles, and John Stossel, a broadcast hero of mine, has a YouTube page where he's been doing a series on this. Well, the same gentleman he interviewed in his last episode was interviewed by a European television station. We want to go all electric by 2035. Is it practical to do it now? Well, we can make this whole discussion easy with the two-letter word, no. There's no such thing, of course, as a zero-emissions vehicle. The real question is, where are the emissions associated with the electric car? Because what you do with an electric vehicle is you don't eliminate emissions, you export them somewhere else. You have to dig up about 500,000 pounds of materials to make a single 1,000-pound battery. It takes 300 barrels of oil to manufacture a battery that can hold one barrel of oil equivalent of energy. Just manufacturing the battery can have a carbon debt of 40 tons of CO2. And the plans that are in place to increase the use of batteries will require an increase in production of minerals like lithium, cobalt, zinc, Demand for those minerals will increase 4,000%. Isn't there enough mining in the world to make enough batteries for that many people for their car? Now, the same gentleman you just heard there, let's go back to what I played yesterday, John Stossel. Just go to YouTube. You'll find his 
YouTube page where he's putting up a series of vehicle of vehicles of videos on electric vehicles. So here's what I played for you yesterday. You think every car should be electric? Well, here are some inconvenient facts you probably don't know. The future of the auto industry is electric, electric and battery technology. Battery technology. That's key because we need to store the electric power. But storing large amounts of energy in batteries has a problem. Batteries are really lousy at storing energy. They leak energy constantly. They leak and they don't hold a lot. Physicist Mark Mill. Oil begins with a huge advantage over the chemicals that are in a battery. Oil has about 5,000% more energy in it per pound. And we see this in electric cars. Electric cars' battery weighs 1,000 pounds. That's what the battery weighs. It's replacing about 80 pounds of gasoline. But the batteries are going to get smaller and better. Things improve. Engineers are really good at making things better, but they can't make them better than the laws of physics permit. That's inconvenient fact four. Miracle batteries, powerful enough to replace fossil fuels, are a fantasy. Because nature is not nice to humans, we store energy for when it's going to be really cold or really hot. The people who imagine an energy transition would want to build windmills and solar panels and store all that energy in batteries. But you do the arithmetic and you find out you need to build about $100 trillion worth of batteries to store the same amount of energy that Europe has in storage now for this winter. And it would take the world's battery factories about 400 years to manufacture that many. 400 years? Politicians don't mention that. Every car will be electric. California will require all new cars sold to be zero emission vehicles. If that were somehow to happen. That means a lot more electric vehicles drawing power from the grid. But the grid is already limited. So limited that last summer, California's governor told people, don't use your electric car. Asking residents to avoid charging their EVs in order to conserve energy. Roughly speaking, you have to uh, double your electric grid to move the energy out of gasoline into the electric sector. No one is planning to double the electric grid in California, so there'll be rationing. Rationing. When there isn't enough electricity, cities will simply turn some of the power off. That's inconvenient fact five. We just don't have enough electricity for all electric cars. And we'll have even less of it if we try to get all our electricity from renewable energy like wind and solar. Our president says we're going to achieve a carbon pollution-free electric sector by the year 2035. And gullible media believe it. Power plants that emit greenhouse gases will go the way of, yeah, the dinosaur. How much of America would we have to cover with solar panels and wind turbines to be begin to do this. Well, this is one of these areas that we have really precise knowledge. If you cover the entire continent of the United States with solar panels, you wouldn't supply half of America's electricity. Yeah, I still haven't given you everything that's on these uh, John Stossel reports, but again, go to YouTube, you'll find the whole thing there, everything that the, the gentleman said, who is, by the way, a physicist. He explains all of this in detail. So just a reminder, once again, as you're getting up this morning, temperatures in Wyoming, they're on the cold side. I'm at 17 degrees. Some people are below that. Snow is coming down. And what is keeping you nice and toasty and warm today is not, is not wind and solar power. And if everybody had electric vehicles in their homes, and we don't have enough electricity to heat everybody's homes if we're all wind and solar, then how are you going to also charge your car? You see where I'm going with all of this, right? 642, Wake Up Wyoming. This weather up. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio.
648 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Nice snow out there this morning, Frank. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, uh, it's winter. Yeah. You it's, know? Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's oh, the, it, uh, it is nice, and it's, it hasn't been, it wasn't real windy. No, that's, I, mean, I think, what adds to it. It's not real windy. You know, uh, it's kind of weird, and, it, and this has gone on for years. I mean, you, you try not to look outside yeah. until you actually get outside. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, you don't, you, then, then, then if you look outside and you're like, oh my God, look at that, uh-huh. then, 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 then you're stressed out. Uh huh. And then you yeah. just, just, when you just go outside, like, okay, here it is. Just get it over with. Let's go. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like jumping into the pool. Just get it done with. Yeah, just yeah pretty over much. With. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, real quick here. Let's see. Do you like Pringles? Yes. Okay. The, the, but the originals. Gotcha. So you would not like the cocktail flavored Pringles? No. Why? Okay. Why? Cheeseburger Why? flavored Why? Pringles. Okay. Why? See, I did the cheeseburger one. I kind of look at. If I wanted a cheeseburger, I would have a cheeseburger. I wouldn't want. Or I would put Pringles on a cheeseburger. Yes, I, and that's. Um, I used to do that. Now would like Pringles, but but any kind of potato chips. Okay. On sandwiches, sure. Now yeah. this one I didn't understand. Uh, mayonnaise cheese. No, flavored no. Pringles. Why? If I wanted mayonnaise, they have. Oh, if I wanted mayonnaise, I'll just get mayonnaise. Um, garlic butter Pringles. Why? Oh, see, okay. Uh, now, okay. Now this is wrong. Who did this? That seaweed flavored oh, Pringles. Seaweed, what, like, you, like, like, like kelp. Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay. Flame grilled. No, help, I just help. flame grilled steak flavored Pringles. Okay, now that now we're we're, we're heading. Something you might actually more, you might yeah, actually do that. Try okay. that one, yeah. Um, maybe on this one, maybe I'll give one a try just to see. Mozzarella sticks flavored Pringles. Pass. No, you're not doing it. No, anything. no, okay, okay. no, no. I mean, what have? Why don't we just Pringles or Pringles? Yeah, this one just sounds disgusting. King crab no, no no seafood Pringles of any kind. Why? 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 Pecan pie. Why? Pringles. Yeah. Okay. Ketchup flavored Pringles. They actually did that. Yeah. See what did they really? did was they asked people what kind of Pringles should we make. Well, and then a lot of people probably reply with uh, smart aleck. You know. Exactly. They shouldn't listen. Dill pickled flavored. No. See Pringles. that's that's something like oh I'll, I'll, I'll write Pringles and yeah. see if they'll make. Now this how one. about this? Why not just suggest really interesting things to dip the Pringles in? That I'll go for. Yes, absolutely. Women's Junior College Basketball. Casper College with their home opener tonight, taking on Salt Lake Community College. The T-Birds are 4-0 with two wins in the Snow College Tournament and two more in the NJC Tournament in Sterling, Colorado. NJC is a ranked 10th in the... I mean, Casper is ranked 10th in the country. And so far, they've gotten some serious offensive production from Douglas native Jocelyn Igo. That's a 6 p.m. start tonight from the Erickson Gym. T-Birds will play Western Nebraska tomorrow at 6 and then JC on Saturday at 6. Well, I mean, Cowboy basketball team, um, they're going to hit the road and get away from the snow and cold for the Virgin Islands. They'll play, be playing in the Paradise Jam Tournament and meet Howard University tomorrow afternoon. Folks are 2-1 and one after being stunned by Southeastern Louisiana at home on Sunday afternoon, 76-72. Southeastern shot the ball pretty well, although head coach Jeff Linder would like to see a better perimeter defensive effort. Howard is 2-3 and three on the year. They lost to James Madison their last time out, 95-69. That's a 1-15 tip-off tomorrow afternoon. You can hear it on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Larry. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be at home on Friday night to meet Denver University. The Cow- 
Cowgirls are 0-2 after a road loss to North Dakota and a 66-64 home loss to Gonzaga. DU is 1-2 on the season and is a 6.30 tip-off from the Arena Auditorium tomorrow night. Wyoming Galway football team with an enormous game on Saturday night in Laramie. The host Boise State. Both teams are 7-3 overall and Boise 6-0 in Mountain West Conference play. Wyoming is 5-1 after beating CSU on Saturday 14-13. So a berth in the Mountain West Conference championship game pretty much on the line here. You know, Boise had a really rough start to the season. They, they started out with a loss to Oregon State. Then after a loss to UTEP, they fired their offensive coordinator and their quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, entered the transfer portal. He said, I'm out of here. Bronx found the new quarterback and redshirt freshman Taylor Green. He's been pretty effective so far. So that'll give the UW defense something to think about. The Cowboys are two touchdown underdogs in the game. That's a 5 p.m. start from Laramie on Saturday night. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High School Athletics, Kelly Walls Volleyball Player C.J. Eskew is signed with Chadron State in Nebraska. She was a two-time All-State selection in 4A as a setter with over 2,400 assists in her career and helped the Trojans win the state championship this past season. She joins Emma Norris of Burns as new recruits for Shadron. Norris was a two uh, Class 2A All-State pick and led her team to the 2A state championship. That's it in sports. I need a transfer portal, like when I go home at the end of a day like well, this. Well, yeah, yeah so, I mean, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. So here, here's the, the deal. You can go into the transfer portal. Yeah. How, who will select you out oh, of the transfer portal? So if I were to get into a transfer portal, I don't necessarily know where I'm going. And you could be in the transfer okay. portal for m- millennia. Oh, okay. No, that's not what I want. No, no, I no, want no, a, no. I want a stable portal that instead of having to dust off my car, I can just get home. Well... Let's let's work on Plan B. Twenty twenty two. Weren't we told about these things when we were kids? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where are they? Uh, yeah. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on you know, flying cars and all that. Coming up on some local business we have to take. We're rolling to news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time, it's wake up Wyoming and pretty much all of Wyoming getting some kind of light snow this morning. Some of you getting more than others, of course, that's always the way it works. I'm at about 17 degrees where I am here right now. Some of you a bit higher, some of you a bit lower. You heard John Day's forecast on your local radio station, 745. He'll join me on air and we'll go ahead and talk about your forecast for the area wherever you are across the state of Wyoming and how cold it's going to get because that's a big part of the news. One thing for the snow, a big part of it is just how cold it's going to get and then how quickly we move out of this, which might actually surprise you a little bit too. Okay, I just heard this story. I took everything I had planned for this hour and I just slid it aside. The news I hear at the top of the hour is probably different from what you're hearing on your local station. Massachusetts health officials... There's now a class action lawsuit because of this. Worked with Google to covertly install COVID spyware on one million phones, according to this lawsuit. 
Hmm. So we're way out here in Wyoming. That probably doesn't mean you. Right? We're in Massachusetts for this story. Massachusetts Department of Health is facing a class action lawsuit for allegedly using Google technology to covertly install tracking apps on over 1 million Android phones as part of a state government effort to slow the spread of COVID through tracking. In a lawsuit filed Tuesday, New Civil Liberties Alliance, a nonpartisan civil rights group, accused Bay Street Health Department of brazen disregard for civil liberties by installing spyware that deliberately tracks and records movements of persons and contacts and so on on over a million mobile devices, here's the key, without the owner's permission or awareness. Class action suit claims it's in violation of both the Massachusetts and U.S. Constitution. So conspiring, this is a quote here, conspiring with a private company to hijack a resident's smartphones without the owner's knowledge or consent is not a tool that the Massachusetts Department of Public Health may lawfully employ in its efforts to combat COVID or anything else for that matter. So they worked, according to them, the Massachusetts worked with uh, Google to develop a contact tracing app in which on April 2021 became available for residents to download voluntarily. But very few people did it. And I think many of you might remember that app. I heard it advertised across the nation that to help track COVID, you can download this app. And so if you have COVID, they know and they can see where you go and who you're in contact with. That was that whole contact tracing thing. But again, in Massachusetts, when they offered the app, pretty much nobody did it. Very few people downloaded it. So what do they do then? Quote, to increase adoption starting on June 15, 2021, they worked with Google, with Google to secretly install contact tracing apps onto over 1 million Android mobile devices located in Massachusetts without device owner's knowledge or permission. Why not? It keeps well, saying Android here. Why not also go for Apple products as well? I don't know. They claimed in the lawsuit, the filing alleges, that when some people use Android devices, owners, they were discovering and that this app was now on their device, and they would delete it. So imagine you're looking at your phone. What is this app on my phone here? I didn't ask for that. And so you delete the app. Later that day, you find the app has been reinstalled on your phone. Didn't I just delete that? According to the claims in the lawsuit, the app caused an Android cell phone to constantly connect and exchange data with other nearby devices via Bluetooth and create a record of those connections. Those exchanges, according to the lawsuit, can make the timestamp stored data in a person's Android phone available to the Department of Health there in Massachusetts and app developers. The data could include phone numbers, personal emails, the suit said, who knows what else. So here's a quote. With those access to the system, those logs, can also be used to timestamp the data to determine the owner's past contacts, locations, movements. The lawsuit said they believe spyware still exists on an overwhelming majority of devices. A lot of people just don't know it's there. So 
if you had an Android phone and you were in Massachusetts at the time, about a million of you people in Massachusetts just had it installed on your phone without your knowledge. It's running there in the background. You never knew about it. So in Massachusetts, they said that while at least uh, two dozen other states developed COVID contacting tracing apps using Google technology, those states engaged in a community outreach and asked people, would you download it? It was Massachusetts, however, that turned and said, no one's really downloading this thing. Hey, let's figure out how to do it without their knowledge. Massachusetts, the story says, is the only state that surreptitiously embedded the contact tracing app onto mobile devices within its borders without obtaining the owner's knowledge or consent, according to the lawsuit. So the attorney and president of the conservative grassroots Massachusetts Family Institute told Fox News Digital that they outlined in the lawsuit yet another example of government bureaucrats using COVID hysteria to run just roughshod through our constitutional rights. Now, at this point, you know, um, of course, you're trying to use the same model for, well, climate change hysteria because, you know, the whole climate crisis thing. And it has been said and by those who are in the cult of climate change that they have looked, and they did this at the recent summit in Egypt, that they have looked at the way the world handled COVID and would like to handle climate change in the same way. So shutting down things that need to be shut down, you know, everything that you went through in 2020 and part of 2021, they want to do the same thing for climate change. And I wonder, does that include this? Tracking your movements? Well, to find out what your carbon footprint is? I'm just kind of wondering out loud about it because that's what the cult of climate change says that they want to do. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the Massachusetts case here. And if they win this case, my next question is, then what happens to those in the state of Massachusetts that did this? How do we make sure that the people in the state of Massachusetts who did this understand to never do it again? Oftentimes what happens when a lawsuit like this is won, the agency itself is punished. But that doesn't mean anything because the individuals who did this are never punished, never learn a lesson. Nothing happens to them. So let's say there's a monetary re, uh, award given by the judge in this lawsuit. We'll say, well, that comes from the taxpayers, not to the people who actually did this. They will never actually see punishment. They'll never lose their jobs. Their pay will never be docked. Nothing will actually happen to the people who did this. One of these cases, I'm just going to put off to the side and go, okay, I'm going to watch this, see what actually happens, and see if anyone in Massachusetts is actually outraged by it. That'd be interesting. 7.15. Wake up, Wyoming. Have you missed your... Glenn Woods. More stimulating than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Change the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Clint Wood. Thanks for joining me. I'm in a conversation with quite a few people here online. Just want to know why, and I'm still tracking as to why. If you missed it earlier this morning, so I'm, I'm flipping through Facebook, right? 
and I come across something that says sensitive content and the picture is blurred out. And it says underneath here, this photo may show violent or graphic content. Now I can either click to learn more or I can see the photo. Now when I hit click to learn more, it didn't give me any explanation as to why they think this is violent or graphic content. So I went ahead, clicked to see the photo. And when I click to see the photo, what I see is not a picture, it's a picture really of text, beautifully written font that says, be still and know that I am God. Now, translation in my mind, what that means is basically somebody is freaking out and God is going, hang, I got this. I'm God, you know, I got this. Just relax. That's basically, I think, what it's saying. And so I'm trying to figure out, and so is everybody else, why is this considered sensitive content? Why does it say it might be violent or graphic? And so there's this long conversation going on here. Uh, nobody understands yet. I, it's just a Facebook algorithm. Facebook doesn't actually have people looking at your stuff. There's too many people posting too much stuff. Instead, what we have here is just uh, algorithms, and this algorithm has no idea what it's looking at. Or, okay, that's, that's Facebook for you. It's a complete mess. All right, on to the next one. So the actor Jason Momoa and all the women went, oh, you know, Aquaman roles like that. All right, well, yeah, the guy really is built. I, I'll give him that. Anyway, he was just slammed in a full-page USA Today ad. So not by USA Today, but in an ad that's in USA Today for climate hypocrisy. Quote, more science fiction than real. All right, so let's find out. Aquaman actor Jason Momoa was the subject of a scathing full-page ad by the Center for Organized Research and Education, or CORE, in USA Today that appears today for alleged hypocrisy on the environment. The ad headline, Does Momoa Care About the Planet or Profits? Now, here, I love the way they always have to attack profits on something like that. Profits is not an evil word. Okay? Profits is not a bad thing, but I'll, I'll get back to that. Along with the text, Jason Momoa's new movie, Slumberland, must have him dreaming if he believes canned water can help the planet. He might make money off of cans, but the planet will suffer. The ad directs the readers to a website... Let's see, and uh, it's morechronicmomoa.com. Hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and take, they don't have a link to this, so I'm going to go ahead and paste it, and up here we go to see exactly, know the facts, don't be fooled by Jason Momoa's environmental claims, what's going on. Okay, so after a shocking saving inside the video stunt to promote his own package for his own water company. Oh, okay. So what he's doing is Momoa, like a lot of people, he's making a lot of money as an actor. But he's smart enough to know that, hey, a career like acting doesn't last forever. So it's a good idea to take all that money you're making and get it into other things, start another company, you know, other companies. In an exclusive statement 
Richard Berman, executive director of this group called CORE, said Momoa has displayed hypocrisy by campaigning against plastic water bottles to promote his own aluminum can, the water company. <laughs> Don't use plastic bottles. Drink aluminum. Well, you can recycle aluminum better than you can some of this plastic, so... Momoa is attempting uh, to hoodwink his fans into believing he cares about the environment by demonizing plastic water bottles. But unlike the setting of his new movie, this isn't a dream world. The actor founded Aluminum Canned Water Company, a material that is dirty to produce and a product that is littering five times more than plastic water bottles. Oh, I see. That's what their complaint is. Well, okay. Pause for just a second here. Let's take a look at something. Um... You can recycle aluminum as much as you want, right? Now, the very same people that are complaining here, well, you're destroying the planet because you're making something that's actually bad for the planet. Okay, you want to go there? Let's go there. Are you the same people I was complaining earlier this morning about wind and solar panels and electric cars? Are you the same people that's promoting that stuff? Because if you are, you're promoting something that's not good for the planet. Well, I've, I've even played some, some more this morning about how... In fact, I'll go ahead and do this again as long as I'm talking about it. This guy that you're about to listen to is actually a scientist, a real-life physicist here. Let's hear what he has to say. We want to go all electric by 2035. Is it practical to do it now? Well, we can make this whole discussion easy with the two-letter word, no. There's no such thing, of course, as a zero-emissions vehicle. The real question is, where are the emissions associated with the electric car? Because what you do with an electric vehicle is you don't eliminate emissions, you export them somewhere else. You have to dig up about 500,000 pounds of materials to make a single 1,000-pound battery. It takes 300 barrels of oil to manufacture a battery that can hold one barrel of oil equivalent of energy. Just manufacturing the battery can have a carbon debt of 40 tons of CO2. And the plans that are in place to increase the use of batteries will require an increase in production of minerals like lithium, cobalt, zinc. Demand for those minerals will increase 4,000%. There isn't enough mining in the world to make enough batteries for that many people for their car. Okay, so for those people who are picking on Jason Momoa for say he's saying don't use plastic water bottles instead drink water out of my tin cans and they're saying what tin cans are an environmental hazard and they pollute and so on well okay are those same people against wind and solar panels and also electric vehicles for the same reason All right. or do they advocate for those things this reminds me of some years ago I was on, I, I had a Twitter account some years ago. I got rid of it, and you know why, but okay. And I was looking at Wild Earth Guardians, which are, they have outlets all over the place, but their main headquarters at the time, Colorado. And I just was curious. I looked at their webpage, and on the front page of Wild Earth Guardians, they were advocating for wind turbines. And I sent them a note talking about how toxic these things are to create and dispose of, but also all of the birds and bats that were killed. And why, why, why is Wild Earth Guardian advocating for something like this? If they really care about the planet and they really cared about wildlife, they would say, don't build these things. Why not? So when I questioned them about it, the first thing they tried to do is get money out of me. Believe it or not. Well, if you donated to us, maybe we could fight wind turbines. That's 
garbage. Why are you advocating for something that does so much damage to the environment and to wildlife? So for that, they reported me to Twitter, and I was blocked for a while. In which case, I just got rid of my Twitter account. But you get the idea of this. Many of the people who are in this cult of climate change who will wag their finger at someone like Jason Momoa, you're a climate hypocrite. And they took a full page ad. It was a full page. They took an ad out anyway uh, in um, USA Today picking on him for this. But I wonder if I went back and took a look, would he want to bet that they say that they're for wind and solar? And how many of them do you think drive electric cars anyway, even though electric cars are shown to be worse for the planet? I'm just curious about their level of knowledge and hypocrisy at the same time. So those people who are in the cult of climate change have a lot to answer for and not that I want to get into an argument with them. They need to win this argument with themselves. And that's the part that I don't think they really understand it. Don't argue with me about what you believe to be true. You need to win the argument with yourself first because there are things that you're choosing to see and other things you're choosing to ignore and dismiss, and it doesn't make sense as to why. If you really, really cared about people, about nature, and about the planet, you'd be singing a completely different tune. So I would love to, and I do at times ask these people, how is it that you advocate for things that pollute more than what we're currently doing? If you really cared about uh, taking care of the planet as best we can, then rather than buying an electric vehicle, you would just buy a small car. Okay, and just use it and drive it until the wheels fell off so you don't keep buying new and more and more new ones. But that's not what they're doing, is it? Okay, well, go ahead, pick on Jason Momoa, but they refuse to look at their own climate hypocrisy. They refuse to even argue with themselves because they'll probably lose that argument. Coming up on 730, we'll have some local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. I'm watching the roads for you. I'll give you a road report across Wyoming in the next segment of the program. Then I have Don Day on. He's going to tell us about the snow event that's happening across Wyoming right now. Some people hitting kind of hard. Some people not so much. We'll go through all of it with Don Day. And the cold that's coming with us will be with us for the next couple of days probably. Let's wake up Wyoming. to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. 7.36 of time, Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I was just taking a look at the road out there, all of the roads out there across Wyoming from Wyandotte. Yeah, the caution flag is being thrown up all over the place because the snow coming down across the state. Just depends where you are as to how much you're getting. But nothing is closed yet, which I know this is going to come as a shock to you, but hang on. You ready? <clears throat> I-80 is still open. I know, right? But they haven't closed it yet. So Don Day's on 745 to talk to the whole, well, every bit about it. And at um, 
8.15-ish. He has a road report for everybody, so that'll update you as well. There is a possibility of a strike. I know for those of you who get up on a cold morning like this and you think about a cup of coffee, which, by the way, a mocha choco latte at your coffee shop is not a coffee. That's not what coffee is. They may put a little shot of coffee in there, but that's not what coffee is. You're basically getting a milkshake, okay? That's what that is. Starbucks workers plan to strike on Red Cup Day. I had to look up what is Red Cup Day. Employees from more than 100 Starbucks stores plan to walk off the job. Oh, that's this morning. Hoping to shutter shops for the day to protest the company's approach to a union contract negotiation. Wow. Imagine Starbucks employees unionizing. Have they? I didn't know. Leaders of Starbucks Workers United represents about 7,000 employees at 100 stores. Say the company has not bargained in good faith and needlessly delayed talks on labor contracts. I didn't know they had a union. Red Cup Day, when the coffee shop hands out red reusable travel mugs to customers for qualifying beverages. And it's known as one of the busiest days in Starbucks. So looking at the map here of Starbucks locations, Anybody in Wyoming does not have to worry about this strike. I don't even know if Starbucks employees in Wyoming are part of the union or not. I have no Welcome idea. Welcome to Starbucks. My name is Chris. I'll be your barista for the day. Can I make a drink for you, miss? I really don't want to care, but I get paid to try. Hello, rich white lady. I already know what you want. You want a skinny vanilla latte, young debutante. Well, that drink won't make you skinny. You gotta work for that. And just in case you're wondering, I just called you back. Hey, Mr. Epic Breakfast Sandwiches. I got a line of angry customers to hell with this. You've got a gang of noisy kids. Can you shut them up? I just want to draw a middle finger on your cup. Screw frappuccinos. They take forever to make. You know there's about a pound of fat in your RF coffee cake. You ordered a grande chip and my coffee is out. I'll just pour you something fresh from the decaf spout. And if I have to serve another Latino, an extra caramel frappuccino, I'll empty my drawer and go to Reno. And that's not non-fat in your cappuccino. And there's that angry man when the store is closed. Feels the need to shout aloud and pound on the windows. Well, it's just a cup of coffee. Give me a break. I shouldn't have to put up with this making minimum wage. This is Starbucks. I don't want to see you yawn. Well, you made me get my ass up at the butt crack of dawn. And I just came up short on your vanilla bean. I'll just inject it with some whip because it can't be seen. I don't have time to shake your tea. I'll just swirl it a bit. All my friends think they deserve something for free At least act like you will pay Cause the lead is staring at me All you regulars who order your name supreme Well I still don't know you're drinking You explain it to me Yes I topped your grande mocha with diarrhea with cream Can you make your way home? I've got milk to esteem Get cappuccinos You're the pickiest of all You didn't order it dry But you want no milk at all You throw it back in my face Tell me I made it wrong When I got a line of drinks A couple miles long Extra shot of espresso? Stop hassling me Can I get 18 pumps of classic To type 2 diabetes? I think I've had it up to here With these treat receipts If I have to explain it another time I might defect to Pete's I work for Starbucks 
employees. I don't think any Starbucks employees in Wyoming are part of the union. But if you're a Starbucks employee and you are, let me know. I never imagined that you guys unionized. And I didn't think that being a barista was a career move. I Well, I'm, I guess you don't know what else to do after you got that useless college degree. Hello. Welcome to Coffee Cabana. Our special today is the popular Mocha Mocha Kappa Mocha Kappa. What can I blend for you today? Uh, cup of coffee, please. Uh, I'm sorry? Uh, just, I'm sorry, just a regular size coffee, please. That's all. Oh, uh, I, I guess I don't understand. Uh, what part of that don't you understand? Well, for one, we have several different sizes. Petite, medio, alto, forte, muy grande, I, and crescendo. I, I, all right. I just want a small cup of regular coffee. Well, Please. But I... Uh... Okay, look. Point to the cup that's the smallest. Okay, there you go. That's the one. Oh, okay. I see. And what would you like in that? Coffee. And? Just coffee. But we have syrups and powders and toppings and frappalapalatas. Just coffee. Plain old coffee in a freaking cup. Oh, um, look, I can take the cup. Perfect. Now, now, hold it under the coffee spout. Good. Now, fill it up. There you, there you go. Now, give it to me. That's it? Yes, that's all. Well, how odd. And whatever. How much? Six fifty, sir. Sorry? Um, six fifty? How is this little cup of coffee more expensive than a gallon of gasoline in my car. I didn't even add any frappa, lapa, mocha, crap, or whatever to it. Well, sir, the beans are dried on you, you, solar you know, panels. Never mind. And then we use wind power for, Forget it. But we're green. Look, I'll give you 20 bucks if you don't say another word. But, nope. Uh, Done. There you go. Good girl. Might I suggest trading that for a decaf? If I manage to make it through this week... I would like my street jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you. Have you missed your favorite talk? This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. 746 the time. Wake up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day. Day weather. You know, I've noticed, Don, when snow is a dry snow, it's really fluffy. It is very fluffy. Yeah. So you got loads of it out here. Where I am, it's just piled up just in big piles and piles of fluff that's still coming down. But I know, of course, that's not happening everywhere, but most everywhere. It is, especially along the east of the divide. The cold front has not been able to kind of push over into places like Sweetwater County yet, uh, but that'll happen later today. If you're along in near the mountains, you're in this Arctic air mass and you've, you're getting a little light snow or you already had some and it's Arctic air is just going to get deeper and deeper across the area today. So these fluffy snowflakes will be around off and on probably for most areas till late afternoon or evening. Okay. Then what about that cold weather? Because, I mean, burr, you know. But, oh, yeah. I mean, oh. we talked about someone leaving the door open. Still <laughs> wide open. And so the, the coldest of the cold is going to be over the next 36 hours. A lot of areas tonight will be single digits. There will be many locations going below zero. Tonight, going below zero is really going to depend on cloudiness. If you hold a little bit of cloud cover, that may keep you above zero. If you lose the cloud cover and if you've got snow on the ground, 
well, that's where it'll be easy to, to see some sub-zero readings. And tomorrow, even though we'll see the sun come out, uh, we're going to struggle to get out of the teens and 20. So this is some really cold temperatures, but they will slowly moderate this weekend. Oh, it, that's the key, this weekend. And so we moderate to what? We moderate to just not as cold. Okay. <laughs> we, don't, yeah. we don't moderate to above average, that's for sure. Okay. We'll, we'll see, but, but 30s. Uh, right. In lower 40s, average highs this time of year uh, for most of Wyoming are mid to upper 40s. Uh, we might get there on Monday, but uh, okay. it's a slow climb out of this cold. Any wind going to make any of this stuff drift? Well, I think the biggest problem with that is going to probably be today and tomorrow. There'll be enough wind to blow it around. You mentioned how dry it is. Yeah. So this cold snow, and this is part of the travel problem, the type of snow that's falling is easily moved. It's just uh, a dry snow that gets picked up and transported very easy. So it really doesn't take a lot of wind to cause blowing and drifting. If you've got to travel... Uh, this is not a yeah. major snowstorm. It's just you got to be allowed some Very extra careful. time. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. We'll keep up to date on that. And yeah, it's just going to get uh, colder as we get into the overnight hours. Just keep that in mind. Speaking of which, all through the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, have you ever gone to some place where you know, around the holidays someone makes a just a really good-looking pie, but they they decorate it to make it look like it's a picture? No, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, okay. Go to the Wake Up Wyoming website. There is a woman who did a pie that it looks like it's a circle for the frame. That's the outside crust, right? Mm -hmm. In the middle, there's trees and Devil's Tower. It's a blueberry pie. (laughs) And little dots from the crust are there for stars above Devil's Tower. Really? It just looks so good. Now, this is I all... mean, not now. Do, do, do you want to even eat that? That's or do you just want to have it as a, like a memento? My question for you. I would take pictures of it, then eat it. Boy, yeah. I don't know. Now, this is a... Uh, it's a fundraising event. Hewlett, okay. Wyoming. Yeah. Emergency Services. They decided to have a pie party. So it started yesterday, and uh, there's all sorts of people who showed up with pies, and you bid on the pie, and you take it home. But this particular one was just... Wow, that must have brought in a lot of money in the bidding process. But again, like everybody has the same question. Do you eat this incredibly good-looking blueberry pie? My answer is take some pictures so you can remember it. Yes, and then devour it. And then just devour it. Now, do you like your blueberry pie slightly warm with ice cream? Yes. Okay. I just Vanilla? Yes. That's it. To me, the only good vanilla... Vanilla is a useless flavor ice cream until you put it on something. Well, they could use the vanilla ice cream like over yeah. Devil's Tower, like when they had the the, the, the UFO, you know, close. There to you towers go. Make a big kind of uh, thing, UFO you know? thing they landing have, out of know? it. There, that fine. Just make it more artwork, and then just take your fork and just rip the whole thing apart. All right, don't share. There you go. Women's Junior College basketball. Casper College with their home opener tonight, taking on Salt Lake Community College. The Tibers are four and zero with two wins in the Snow College tournament and two more in the NJC tournament. Sterling College. Colorado. Casper's rated 10th in the country. So far, they've gotten some serious offensive production from Douglas native Jaws and Igo. That's a 6 p.m. start tonight from the Erickson Gym, and the T-Birds will play Western Nebraska tomorrow at 6 and NJC on Saturday at 6. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team, they're going to get out of this cold and snow. They're going to head to the Virgin Islands for the Paradise Jam Tournament. They'll meet Howard University tomorrow afternoon. Folks are 2-1 and one after they were stunned by Southeastern Louisiana at home on Sunday afternoon, 76-72. Southeastern shot the ball pretty well, although head coach 
coach Jeff Linder would like a better perimeter defense, that's for sure. Howard is 2-3 and three on the year. They lost to James Madison their last time out, 95-69. That's a 1-15 tip-off tomorrow afternoon. You can hear it on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be at home on Friday night to meet Denver University. Cowgirls are 0-2 on the year with a road loss to North Dakota and a 66-64 home loss to Gonzaga. DU is 1-2 on the year. That's a 6 p.m. tip-off at the Arena Auditorium tomorrow night. Now, the Wyoming Cowboy football team with an enormous game on Saturday night in Laramie. The host Boise State. Both teams are 7-3 and three with Boise State 6-0 in Mountain West play and Wyoming 5-1. and one. So a berth in the Mountain West Conference Championship game on the line here. And Boise had a really rough start to the season. They, they started the season with a loss to Oregon State. Then after their loss to UTEP, they fired their offensive coordinator. Their quarterback Hank Buckmeyer entered the transfer portal said, I'm out of here. Bronx found the new quarterback and redshirt freshman Taylor Green. He's been pretty effective so far, so that'll give the UW defense something to think about. Cowboys are two touchdown underdogs in the game. That's a 5 p.m. start from Laramie on Saturday night. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High School Athletics, Kelly Walsh volleyball player C.J. Eskew assigned with Chadron State in Nebraska. She was a two-time All-State selection in 4A as a setter with over 2,400 assists in her career and helped the Trojans win the 4A State Championship this year. She joins Emma Norris of Burns as new recruit for Shadron. Norris was a two-way All-State pick and led her team to the two-way state championship. That's it in sports. So, during the course, I, I know it's going to really cold and snowy today, but again, nobody has to travel today for sports no, no. here. Let, let, right? let, me, let me tell you a weather story here. Okay. The Buffalo Bills mm. with Josh Allen are, are expected to play at home on Sunday. Right. Um, they're this. They have a huge winter storm approaching. Right. Oh, Three okay. to six feet. Holy cow. I did of that, re- le- of oh. that lake effect snow. They didn't yeah. even know if they would be able to play the game oh, in Buffalo. Lord. Okay. Now, you see, I did read something about Buffalo ready for some big lake effect. Three oh. to six feet. Wow. See, that sounds perfect to play in. They should go for it. <laughs> Who would get, how could they get to the game? Well, I see. Now you got to just kind of cowboy up there and get her done. I three mean, I to know. six feet. I would actually watch that game in three to well, six I, feet. I, I would too, yeah. <laughs> From inside in yeah, my yeah, warm yeah, house. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. Now rolling into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Eight o'clock hours. Open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. It's Wake Up My Own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Yeah, cold temperatures, snow coming down in most of Wyoming. If you haven't gotten it yet, you will at some point. Uh, it's not a lot. It's kind of fluffy and dry snow, but it's really pretty anyway. It's a cold. Okay, I just heard, I'm going to warn you in advance, about the dumbest thing, which I know you just can't wait to hear. Trigger warning. <laughs> Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. 
No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So as I've told you before, sometimes I hear news that you guys don't get to hear because what you're listening to and what I'm listening to could be completely different things, your local station and me. I heard a story just at the end of Fox News, top of the hour, that, no big surprise here, we're experiencing a COVID baby boom. Yeah, there seems to be, I know, big surprise, right? Okay, so, and they even show charts and graphs and so on. And when lockdowns started and when babies were born. And at the end of the report, this is the stupid part. At the end of the report, they said, we have no idea why this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I don't trust a lot of so-called studies out there. Let me let me put it together here. Um, you guys stop me if you think I'm wrong about this. Okay. In some places around the country, they sent home people from work, just sent them home because of COVID, said, don't leave the house. We're going to lock everybody down. Everybody just stay home for a while till this thing passes. So people are at home. They're alone. After a while, they have watched everything there is to watch on television. I know that seems impossible. At some point, they're caught up on all of the binge watching. They're still at home. They're alone. They're bored. What do you think is going to happen? And so there's a COVID baby boom. Yeah. And yet, at the end of this report, uh, researchers have no idea why this happened. They actually said that. I'd like to fire those researchers if they can't figure them out. Then bring them somewhere we can sit down and talk about boredom and the birds and the bees all in one conversation. I'm sure we can figure it out. All right, here's a story which I thought was really interesting. Cowboy State Daily. Headline. Inside the bubble. What Teton County Wyoming residents think about the rest of Wyoming. Oh, that's a good one. Well, Leo Wilson wrote the story. That is a great idea for a story, Leo. My compliments. He writes, there's no question in the minds of any Jackson locals about how they are viewed around the rest of Wyoming. Quote, it's not that we don't love the state. I know the state doesn't love us, said Mike Woods. Hold on. Mike Woods. I wonder if he's any relation. He's a, Anyway, he's a bartender there. I wonder, as a bartender in Teton County, what kind of tips does he get, do you think, considering the money there? So, and how much is a beer? If you just want to buy a beer at a Jackson Hole watering hole, how much is it? I don't know. You guys who have been there tell me. It's got to be expensive. The story says, whether Jackson and Teton County are separate entities from the rest of Wyoming or fully immersed in the state depends on who you ask. Along with being a politically blue island in Wyoming's Red Sea, Teton County is also by far the wealthiest, not only in Wyoming, but in the entire country. Now, pause for just a minute. There was a time, some of you don't know this, Cheyenne, Wyoming, 
was the wealthiest city on the planet. That was during the height of the cattle era, though, with all the cattle barons. Let's see. Uh, Peyton Larimer said he and other Jackson officials are fully aware that they are seen as outsiders by many in their own state, but that doesn't bother them much. Well, they have enough money that it doesn't bother them. We usually try not to... Well, let me make sure I read this right. We usually try to get along, and I feel we can fit in. We're not as bad to get along with as the rest of Wyoming would have some, let's say, someone from New York City would think. Okay, And I understand New Yorkers are just... And some people from places like San Francisco, Dave. But anyway, the wood plank sidewalks give Jackson that western flair. Odd juxtaposition to the fine jewelry and art galleries and Patagonia stores as they lead to Jackson, well, highly dependent on tourism like any other tourist town in the area. To survive in this town, you have to cater to tourists and locals alike, he said. Tourists are just a little more picky, he says. In a distinct hum of machinery filled the air of Jackson, well as well as downtown streets Wednesday morning, beeping cranes, maneuvering antlers and things like that. Well, they, they've got to set things up for their Christmas decorations. Oh, that's going to look fancy. Although it was a frigid time of the year, season in Jackson, evident by many other businesses uh, closed, mostly uh, barren sidewalks. It's getting out of tourist season right about now. Jackson Hole Mountain Resort and many other sources for winter tourism are getting ready to go. But not Wyoming. Woods, the bartender, might be a relation, I don't know, said he's been a resident for 41 years, fully admits that Jackson doesn't embody the common Wyoming culture. Most Wyoming communities are conservative working class people with an agricultural focus. You drive 40 miles, you're back in Wyoming, he said. But he finds that most people in Jackson share a positive opinion about the rest of their state. So I've heard this, too. As much as we pick on people from Jackson for being such a blue state, they do admire the rest of Wyoming. They like Wyoming. They like Wyoming people. Larimer said that people in Jackson still share a similar outlook on their neighborhoods and their neighbors in the surrounding state, even though they may, many of his fellow residents see the rest of Wyoming as a little backwards, a little podunk at times. Yeah. Okay, look, they said uh, people who live in Jackson, the more, they t- the more they live in Jackson, the more they tend to assimilate into Wyoming culture. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Quit voting blue. Vote liberty. Let me put it to you another way. Not just vote liberty, Jackson. Don't just vote liberty. Vote for your pocketbooks. A lot of these people move to Jackson, not just because it's just one of the prettiest places in America, but they move there because Wyoming doesn't even have a state income tax. Well, if that's the case, if you moved here to save your fortune, well, then how about continuing to vote to save your fortune? Jody is in Carpenter, about Teton County. Morning. Good morning, Glenn. I just wanted to tag on to what you're discussing and Teton County being the little upper upper echelon of right. our state, et cetera, et cetera. But um, 
something to go with that is I helped some people out in Cheyenne yesterday, down on their luck, gave them some money. We have a lot of resources in Cheyenne, a lot of agencies, but they're getting capped out. We have a lot of people needing some help. Okay. And yes, there's a lot of jobs out there. Um, some can't for various reasons, et cetera. It's not for me to judge. But what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing from the people I helped yesterday, the people that can't live in the Fort Collins Front range area because the median price is now over five hundred thousand. Right. Apartments right. are costing up there. They're all coming to Cheyenne because some there is some jobs. There's agencies to help more than down there, and um, it's more affordable. So I think we're going to get um, the overflow that the front range can't handle, and we're going to add onto our um, burden. Not that we don't want to help, but we're mm. going to add to that. And Teton County is going to stay setting up there. And then how much do they help? Yeah. Well, I will say this much, though, for them. I don't know about charitable giving. I haven't looked into this. But because everything's so expensive in Teton County, man, do they pay some taxes. I mean, True, we're, not a state income tax, can't. but property taxes. So at least they help right, that way. Right. right. But they can't. But there are people that work in their restaurants and things. Some of them are getting like Aspen, where they yeah. can't quite afford to even live in the community in which they work. Yep. And they want their restaurants. They want their bars. They want their retail. Mm-hmm. I think, they you so tell me if I'm wrong about this, note. the best way for them to handle it in Teton County is, because right now they've hired or they've they've elected a city council and county commission that is very blue, very Democrat, and that's not going to fix the problem. You want to fix the problem exactly. by letting the free market do its thing, because these business exactly. owners will realize that in order to keep, and, and so will the customers realize, if we want to keep these employees, we better find a market solution to it, not a government solution. Exactly, exactly. And, and I didn't want to take away from your subject at hand, right. but I wanted to add to it that we're getting a lot of the people who then, the people in our community and, and you know, close by, are going to have to see the fallout right. from the people that can't afford to live on the front range, which means people on the streets, more yeah. trash, more, right. you know, they, more all the stuff that they don't have. We're going to become Nancy's community yeah, like okay. that if we don't start paying attention that this stuff's coming up from the front range. We want to help, but what do we do? That's a good... Now, since you mentioned it, there are a lot of charitable organizations in Cheyenne. Can yeah. you mention a few yeah. that need help and how people can help? You know, I, I don't know all of them. I read them constantly. Okay. You know, you see them um, online. You know, um, you all also I'll have them, them advertising on your show. Yes. But there is some, but I'm, I'm really worried that we're at the beginning of the winter season. How many are going to get tapped out and cannot help? Right. I'll go, you know, ahead, yeah. and, um, I'll go ahead and look some up and mention them to people because I think you're right. This is a time, and a lot of people are flooding in from areas where they can't afford. This is a time to give to well, some of those local community organizations. And I do mean this honestly, uh, living in Cheyenne, I have never met a more giving community than anywhere I've ever lived. And that's what this lady said yesterday that I helped. She said the amount of resources that came flooding at us, people saying, call them, do this, yeah. um, helped her tremendously. I will tell you the reason I did help is because the husband has two jobs. He's working and then he gets his little break in between and naps and then goes back and they have three children and they're doing what they can. They're not just looking right. for a handout. They are working. And I think some credit should come to some of these businesses who are willing to hire these people and give them a chance because a lot of people won't. And these people are willing to do whatever it takes to get on their feet. This is one example. I know not all do. I know we hear the other side of it. But to go along with that, didn't we just hear earlier this week that 
I don't know if it was Teton County, but they were supposedly shipping their homeless people to Salt Lake or to Utah. Right. Yeah. You know, and so they're getting rid of them, and we're bringing them in <laughs> yeah. at the store, right. and we're we you know it, it's a it's a vicious cycle. All right, great call this morning. I appreciate it. Eight nineteen is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Interstate nine. with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM ten thirty K two Radio. Hey, 24 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Like the last lady just did, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Just tried to contact a friend of mine, Rihanna Brand. In Cheyenne, she's with Meals on Wheels. That's one organization. And let's see, some of the others, Habitat for Humanity, Stride Learning Center, Safe Harbor Children's Justice Center. Uh, oh, boy, there's so many here. They, wow, I, if you just get online, a great way to – oh, here's um, My Front Door, Family Home Ownership Programs. There's things, all sorts of like, – so, okay, what I did was I just Googled it, just Googled nonprofit organizations or Help the Needy in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and I got a whole list of people over there that organizations that are looking for help right now. Now, on that note, since she did mention there are people coming to Cheyenne – from Colorado, and we've talked about this before over the years, because as the front range of Colorado keeps getting more expensive, people keep pushing north for one place, and they keep winding up in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Now, she was talking about hardworking people that just have hardworking, average, everyday jobs that can't afford to live in the front range anymore, and so they're moving up to Cheyenne. So I'd like to remind you folks of the Wyoming Citizenship Oath. I wrote this some years ago. As I notice more people moving to Wyoming, we could hit the 600,000 mark population-wise. We've increased a little bit. So if you're new to Wyoming, if you would please take just a moment, raise your right hand, repeat after me. I, your name inserted, hereby understand that Wyoming is a quiet state because there are so many guns. An armed society is a polite society. I understand that I will not be required to own a gun, but it is sort of seen as an embarrassment if I don't own at least six or more. Number two, as a citizen of Wyoming, I understand that I will be expected to earn my own way. It is expected that I will help those in need, but being in need is never to be a permanent condition. Next, I understand that I am to mind my own business, as those around me are expected to mind their own it is understood that I am expected to make fun of Colorado, even if that is where I escape from. And finally, I promise I will never ask where the safe space is. I will cowboy up and I will deal. Wild Gives, says Miss Mary, has a whole list of organizations around the state with links to donate. Rihanna Brand is on the line with me. Good to hear from you again. I I thought maybe your ears were burning because we were talking about organizations around the Cheyenne area that are just falling a little bit behind and need help. And you're with one of those organizations, right? Absolutely. I work for Meals on Wheels of Cheyenne. Okay, so for Meals on Wheels, it's not just the holiday season. You guys help people like year-round. Absolutely. Every day, we're about 380 meals a day coming right. out of the kitchen just to feed Laramie County residents. Okay. So how um, does so, it, first off, for those people who need those meals, how do they qualify for that? 
Um, just go on to our website, www.mealsonwheelsofcheyenne.com. Okay. And there's a client application. So you just go in and fill that out. Okay. Um, it'll come to us, and then one of our um, office members, either Vaughn or Lindsay, will give you a call and ask you a few more questions, and then we'll start delivering your meals. Okay. Now, that's for the people who need the help. Now, what does Meals on Wheels need in order to provide the help? So we've nearly doubled what the amount of people that we were serving since the beginning of the year. So our biggest need right now is, A, volunteers to drive the route. Um, because we do have so many, um, and also be uh, monetary donations. So we do love food donations, but the problem is is we ha- we focus on all therapeutic diets. So this is um, cardiac, renal, diabetic, gluten-free, lactose-free. So we have to be very careful with the items that we are using. So it's hard for us to take food donations right. um, when we have to focus on that. Okay. So monetary donations are so appreciated. All right. So they make those donations how? Um, they can go to our website, www.mealsonwheelsofcheyenne.com, or they can send it into the mail. Um, our address is 2015 South Greeley Highway, Cheyenne, Wyoming, 82007. Okay. Or stop on by. Come say hi. <laughs> See right. the magic happening. Hey, happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you so much, Glenn. I appreciate Absolutely. it. You have a wonderful day. You too. i got to run some news time here. Coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again with open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. Listen anywhere and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight thirty six. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine, I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. So, let's see, a couple of stories. I'd want to get real quick back to very good article. I liked it from Cowboy State Daily. What we think about people of Teton County and Jacksonville, what they think about us. What I really, and I think it's a good article, that the people of Jacksonville, really, they don't hate us. In fact, they tend to sort of acclimate to Wyoming after a while. And enjoy Wyoming people and the Wyoming life. Just quit voting Democrat, okay? Just for the love of Pete. Remember why you left places like California and came to Wyoming. Just remember why you did that. And then quit voting for that. We're not saying put on a MAGA hat or anything like that. Vote limited government. Vote liberty. Low taxes. That kind of a thing. That's what you're looking for, okay? Vote more that way. Uh, Blue Eyes and Douglas, it isn't that we hate them. It's what they've done to the town, pushing people that live there out because, well, allowing property taxes, et cetera, to get out of control. Yeah. And again, that's a free market solution. 
Chris and Casper, I like this one. Maybe the etymology, I'm sorry, my mouth's not getting that word right this morning, of Teton explains why so many Jacksontonians are just boobs. If you don't know what he's talking about, the Tetons are named after what? It's a French word for what? Yeah, that's why those people are a bunch of boobs. And say R.H. Wiggins, Colorado. Hi, Glenn. The People's Republic of Boulder in Colorado is in a similar relationship with most of our state, too. Yeah, I kind of get that. Okay. just oh, That's all I'm asking is quit vote. And I say this to the people who live in the city of Laramie, too. Just think of voting for limited government, okay, low taxes, in other words, you control your life rather than government controlling your life, that kind of a thing. Remember why states like California and New York and so on are such a mess? Don't vote for government control. Vote for the opposite of that. That's what we're asking here, even of the people of Teton County. Now, eh, see, here's one story. Kind of, I'm not going to go this far with it here in Wyoming, but let's follow where this goes. Another cowboy state story, which starts with study. Okay, there's a lot of studies that I'm suspect of, but because of transition to wind and solar, Wyoming could start to see blackouts. Now, this could happen if we allow them to shut down all of our power plants. I reminded you this morning as we started the day, I started here at 17 degrees. It's still 17 degrees. Sun's coming up, snow's still coming down, still 17 degrees, and going to get colder. And we're warm and just snug inside of our studios, and many of you inside your workplaces and your homes, because we have these coal and natural gas fire power plants. Now, some people want us to shut them all down. If we did that, then yes, we would be freezing right now. Story says, Wyoming will see an increased risk of blackouts, according to a new assessment by a nonprofit responsible for ensuring reliability of the grid that supplies energy to much of the West. The Western Electricity Coordinating Council assessment of resource adequacy examines U.S. electric grid at a high level and determines over the next 10 years how many hours per year there is a risk that will determine or outstrip the supply of the grid. So if nothing is done to mitigate the long-term risk within western intersections by 2025. The study says we anticipate several risks to be reliably and, well, the reliability and security of all of these connections. United States is covered by three regional grids. Eastern interconnection covers the eastern half of the U.S., obviously. And Electric Liability Council of Texas covers most of the Texas, that area down there. Western interconnection covers all of Wyoming and 13 western states. And two western Canadian provinces that we're cooperating with up there. So the assessment has no analysis of risk specific to Wyoming. But it does break down the grid into regions that cover our area. At a webinar... Discussing the assessment, Matt Elkins, manager of performance analysis, explains how the risk of energy shortages grows over the next decade, factoring in projections of new resources, including wind and solar, nuclear, battery storage, transmission lines, stuff like that. 
That's where we start to have a problem, right? Southeastern Wyoming, which is part of a separate region in the assessment, could see a risk in for as many as 250 hours by the year 2030. So I wish I had something a little more optimistic to show you, but that's really what we have here. See, if you want to solve this problem, what you do is you bring up the, the coal plants and natural gas plants that we have shut down, bring them back online, then build more. Because again, and we do have a problem with the grid itself that needs to be modernized because it's gotten really old. The study says the elimination of coal and natural gas-fired electrical generations removed about 18 gigawatts of powers from the Western grid. An assessment notes that another 26 gigawatts will be down by 2032. About 80 gigawatts from solar and wind energy storage could be added in the coming years, but of course... That does not keep what what they add does not keep up the way they promise it's going to keep up. We've seen that, especially on a day like today when it's really cold out there. For those who live near wind turbines, how are they doing right now? Yeah, most of them are not even moving. And any solar panels that are out there are all covered up. Extensive transmission lines, however, will be required to move energy from where the wind is blowing and the sun is shining to where it's being consumed. Oh, and by the way, Oftentimes, when it gets really cold, like tonight, many areas will hit sub-zero. Now, when it hits sub-zero, they shut down those wind turbines. And then, to keep from having problems inside the generators, they turn the heat on. Yeah. So, they're taking heat from that could be going to your home to heat wind turbines that are not providing power. Or we could have a coal fire power plant that's just burning away and making electricity for us. Yeah. Story says extensive transmission lines, however, will be required to move energy from where the wind is blowing, and we don't have that either. So maybe this is a quote. So maybe my neighborhood doesn't have it, but my neighborhood has access to energy. There's transmission lines. There's been transmission lines for quite a while. Adding to the pressure on the grid and increase in demand across the western states as well. More people move into the area and so on. But really what the report gets into and says is we have a problem with the grid that's getting old. Yes, that needs to be fixed. And we have been busy shutting down the reliable forms of energy that we have and replacing them, well, with the stuff that's not working today. If you look around, you'll see it's not working. So in the future, that means what for us? Reliable energy? No. We wind up with the same problems that you're going to find. Well, you've already found in places like California. Blackouts and brownouts. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite episode? Never boring. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight. of times. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Frank, if you really want to experience an ice box, just step outside. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, and also, there's offices in this particular building on K two Railroad that are maybe just as cold inside oh, as really? this outside. Is that the one you're currently in? Oh, that that's one of them. Okay. Go down the hall with um, our Miss Mary. Oh, 
Yeah, she sits there under a blank. And I'm serious about <laughs> no, this. No, 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 I am serious too. <laughs> you go down to visit Miss Mary in her office, and she is sitting there under a blanket, and under her chair, under the blanket, is a little heater. <laughs> and with a knit hat on. Yes, with a knit hat on. Yeah, and she just. Then again, let's be let's be fair about it. She does that during the summer too. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe she's you know. Okay. Well, but, but some it, people it, are it, like it, that. It's yeah. chilly in there. You know, I mean, it is chilly. When, in there, yes, when you yes. have rooms that are like mostly windows. Yes. Yeah, um, it's going to be like that. Now, on the other hand, here's the problem I have, Frank. They have on the uh, behind me is the old heating unit that just comes through the air ducts. Yep. Okay, that's bla- and I've closed that, but it doesn't matter, and that's blasting the heat. In front of me is the new air conditioning unit they've put in, and that's fighting with the heater behind me, and I'm in the middle. And my office downstairs is probably a thousand degrees. Oh Lord! Okay. And I have you know sometimes yeah. you have to open the window even when it's like this temperature <laughs> to make sure you, you know. And then do you wonder why I work in a t-shirt? In, yeah, I have in, noticed in, that in, yeah, in November. I mean, you're you're downstairs in a t-shirt, <laughs> mopping sweat off your forehead. <laughs> then I come up here and I freeze. Then I go back down and I boil. Oh, you know. Gorgeous. Okay, now let's real quick go to Douglas, Wyoming. Yes. Where they in well, I, they have the jackalope. Yep, it was discovered there. Yep, and there's a big statue of the jackalope. Absolutely, he's pretty yeah, big. Yeah. You know? There's another horrifying creature there, which I have to question what the jackalope's been up to. Um, have you heard of the chickalope? No. Okay, take a jackalope and mate it with a chicken, and it's a chickalope. Yes. How does it taste? I don't know yet. I say yet because I want to try. But if you go to the Wake Up Wyoming site, you'll see that somebody has captured and taxidermied a couple of these things. Mm-hmm. Two legs, not four. Wings. Uh, tail feathers. But the rest of it looks like a jackalope. Maybe it would be one of those hybrid recipes like a turducken. Yeah. yeah. You and, know, turkey and a duck, you know? At this point, I'm looking at the jackalope going, you don't care who you date, do you? You yeah. just don't care. Well, I it, it is Douglas. So, women's college basketball. Casper College has their home opener tonight, taking on Salt Lake Community College. The T-Birds are 4-0 with two wins in the Snow College Tournament and two wins in the NJC Tournament in Sterling, Colorado. Casper is rated 10th in the country. They've gotten some serious offensive production from Douglas native Jonathan Igo. That's a 6 p.m. start tonight from the Erickson Gym. The T-Birds will play Western Nebraska tomorrow at 6 and NJC Saturday at 6. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team hits the road for the Paradise Jam Tournament in the Virgin Islands. How do they manage to get a tournament like that when the weather in Wyoming is like it is now? How how, how do they figure that out? Well, they're going to meet Howard University tomorrow afternoon. The Pokes are 2-1 after they they were stunned by Southeastern Louisiana at home on Sunday, 76-72. Southeastern shot the ball pretty well, although UW head coach Jeff Linder would have liked some better perimeter defense. Howard is 2-3 on the year. They lost big to James Madison their last time out, 95-69. That's a 1-15 tip-off tomorrow afternoon. You could hear it on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be at home on Friday night to meet Denver University and Laramie. The Cowgirls are 0-2, and and they have a road loss to North Dakota and a 66-64 home loss to Gonzaga. DU will come into that game with a record of 1-2, and and that is a 6-30 tip-off tomorrow from the AA. Wyoming Cowboy football team with an enormous game on Saturday night in Laramie. The host Boise State. Both teams are 7-3 overall. Boise is 6-0 in Mountain West play, and Wyoming is 5-1. So a berth in the Mountain West Conference Championship game on the line here. Boise had a rough start to the season. They lost to Oregon State. Then after a loss to UTEP, they fired the offensive coordinator. Their quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, ventured the transfer portal, said, I'm done. 
Bronx found the new uh, Broncos found the new quarterback and retro freshman Taylor Green. He's been pretty effective so far, and the UW defense will have something to think about with that guy. Cowboys are two touchdown underdogs in the game. That's a 5 p.m. start from Laramie on Saturday night. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High school athletics, Kelly Walsh volleyball player CJ Eskew is signed with Chadron State in Nebraska. She is a two-time All-State selection in 4A as a setter with over 2,400 assists in her career and helped the Trojans win the 4A State Championship this year. She will join Emma Norris of Burns as new recruits for Chadron Volleyball. Norris was a 2A All-State pick and led her team to the 2A State Championship. It's in sports. When they say, okay, Cowboys are two touchdown underdogs, since they're constantly wrong about that, why do they keep doing it? Oh, because that, that's all about betting. Oh, I Sports see. Sports wagering. And throw something up yeah. there that people have. So, to like even, me, even though everybody knows it's completely wrong. Well, it, it, you know what? You'd be amazed how right they are. They're very, very close. For the really? vast majority of the games. Okay. Now, if I'll, it's me, I would take Wyoming in the points. So when okay. the game starts, you know, from yeah. a betting point of view, Wyoming has already had no. 14 to nothing before they start. Maybe I'm cynical because every time we get to an election cycle, they always have the polls, yeah. and the polls are always just so wrong. wrong. It's laughable. But every election cycle, they do the polls again. Somebody needs a job. I guess so. Uh, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some, I don't know why they even bother if they're always wrong, but all right. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local, update on the weather forecast. Open phones, you and me. Wake up, Wyoming. Well, there's no doubt. I know six of time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, open phones is out. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. Not a problem. Speaking of that, head on over to the phone for Jim and Casper's waiting by. Morning, Jim. Good morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. I would just like to comment on our representation in Washington. All right. <clears throat> Loomis has picked up uh, Liz Cheney's crown. And how she thinks she speaks for Wyoming when she says DeSantis is ahead of Trump. And the people of Wyoming are pretty solidly behind Trump. Okay. <clears throat> she also ran on term limits. I don't know why she's still there. All right. Well, okay. She decided to go back again. At least she didn't go back for the House of Representatives. <laughs> she's in the Senate this time. But okay. So you think that that makes that puts her in the same league as Cheney? I don't know if it does because she was not on any kind of a Cheney impeachment kick. I'm sorry, a, a when, Trump impeachment when, thing. When she speaks against my president, <clears throat> I am offended. Okay. And I think the people of Wyoming need to hurry up and get a recall. Okay. Law passed. All right. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Triple eight ninety seven Woods phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Well, what uh, Senator Lummis said was that she thought that the era of Trump is past, and she thinks that well, Ron DeSantis of 
Florida seems to be the new head of the Republican Party. And he's got the momentum right now, and Trump seems to be losing momentum. That's what she was talking about there. But, hey, look, if you agree with Jim or not, either way, 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I came across this, and I'm offended, just like Jim was offended. I'm offended by this. And as you know, not much bothers me, but this bothers me. So it's a meme on social media. It shows a father and son talking. Son, one day you'll be a man. Dad, I'm 32 years old. Yes, but the AutoZone guy had to chain your wiper blades. Okay, okay. See, now the reason I take offense to that is on those occasions that I need my wiper blades changed, I have the AutoZone guy change my blades. And the reason is not that I can't. Don't look at your radio that way. Not that I can't do it. I can but what would take me quite a while to do, how often do I have to change wiper blades? Right. So I, I'm just not very proficient at it. I don't do it every day. But the guy at AutoZone pretty much does it every day. So he walks out there, snap, snap, they're on. That's it. The old one's off, the new one's on. It takes him a couple of seconds to do. I would have been out there for like 20 minutes. He got it done in a couple of seconds. That's why I have that done. Yeah. Oh, wait, Miss Mary here. Uh, I have changed my own blades a bunch of times, and honestly, it's always a frustrating mess. Thank you, Miss Mary. But, of course, that does make me look bad because Miss Mary changes her own wiper blades, and I don't. <laughs> but, no, it's a frustrating mess because I don't often have to do it, so I have to guide the auto zone to do it. There's plenty of things. Look, I can change my own oil. I know how. But I don't because the guy that where I go to get my oil changed will do it so much faster, so much better than I would ever do it. I'll let him handle it because he's better at this than I am. Doesn't make me any less than a man. Quit laughing at your radio. I hear you out there. All right. Now, this was from earlier this morning. I want everybody caught up. You know, Facebook does some really dumb things now and then. I mean, just dumb. When Facebook... Um, blurs something out and puts a warning on it, like violent content, then you have the option of seeing why it's violent or clicking that you want to see it or just passing it by. So I see something that says violent content. Now, of course, when Facebook blurs something out and does that, it makes me want to look at it to wonder, well, what are they blocking now? And in most cases, I have to question the Facebook algorithm because it's not people blocking stuff on Facebook. They have algorithms doing it. Remember, Facebook has billions of subscribers, and they're all posting constantly throughout the day. So they monitor through algorithms. This is what was blocked this morning, right? It's a picture of some words, and it says, be still. And know that I am God. Now, to me, what that's always meant is if someone is in sort of a freak-out mode, right, God is saying to them, shh, 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 <laughs> I got this. I'm God, right? Just relax. We're good. That's basically what's being said. Facebook flagged that as violent content. Uh, something is desperately wrong with their algorithm. Micah is in Cheyenne. Morning, Micah. Good morning. Yes. Well, 
I should also relax and re- realize that he is God and all will be great. <laughs> because last week, driving up from Denver, um, right. I saw one of those self-driving cars. Uh-huh. And it, you know, it had the stickers on it, you know, so yeah. everybody would know that it's one of the self-driving cars and everything. We're over 70 miles an hour on I-25. Yeah. And this self-driving car is in the passing lane, the mm-hmm. farthest left lane. Yeah. And there could not have been more than one car length between that car uh-huh. and the car ahead of them. Too close. And then today, <laughs> we went out for breakfast. And I started thinking about that little self-driving car. I mean, it would have been a disaster anyway, even under good conditions last week, if the driver in front had had some kind of problem. But in today's weather, I wonder what that little self-driving car would do. That's interesting. I mean, it would just spin out. It would just be a disaster. Wouldn't be able to see the lanes. (laughs) I saw that, and I thought, oh, my God, I hope that every one of those self-driving cars has that notice put on them so yeah, that everybody, so everybody else can just avoid them. Here's what it reminds clear. me of. Let's go back a few decades when Denver was trying to replace their airport baggage, luggage and baggage operation, get rid of people, and they were going to automate the thing. Remember that? Okay. When they first, no. it, well, th- oh, this is like a few decades ago. We we're going to automate the system and make it more efficient. And when the machine got up and running, it was a disaster. In fact, they showed it actually not sorting luggage by automation. It was throwing luggage away. And they said, they actually said, we're trying to get a machine that's as good as the people. And I thought, well, you did. Because it loses <laughs> luggage just like any human being. So, considering the kind of drivers we have down there in Denver, wouldn't you say that that self-driving car was driving just like everybody else? Could be. <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess we should be careful of what we ask for, yeah, I right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Micah. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind the idea of a self-driving car in some cases, in some cases. If I'm going to go driving cross-country on the interstate and I'm out there, I mean, way out there in the middle of nowhere for a long time, I can go ahead and put it on autopilot just like I have cruise control for my foot. But that's about the only time I would use it, when I'm way out on the highway out in the middle of nowhere going a very long distance. That's about it. Tammy is in Casper about the wiper blades. Am I a wimp, Tammy? Uh, No, Glenn. Contrary to popular belief, my dad would say that that is using your professional resources. Okay. Good. So I applaud knowledge. Well, I would say when, when I take a look at it is I, it's not that I'm a, I'm a wimp and I can't change my own wiper blades, but I am willing to pay for services that I know can be done more efficiently by somebody that does it every single day. So it's using your time wisely. It right? is. Yes, it is using my time wisely. Yes, I have better things to do than change wiper blades. There you go. Okay, the reality is, Tammy, no, I don't. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Let's wake up, Wyoming. 888-97-WOODS or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. I have to agree with Grandpa Rich over there in Thermopolis. He says he lets him change his wiper blades because they keep changing the way wiper blades go on. That's true. Every time you figure it out, 
They changed the whole thing. Let's go to California real quick for this next story because I have such a good time picking on California. Yeah, you know, they're so good with their money, right? Oh, hang on. things the Babylon Bee's ever done is this parody song right here, Wish We All Could Leave California. All right, here's the deal. California, believe it or not, just a little while ago had sort of a budget surplus, but now California projected to have massive budget shortfall at businesses flee the state. California is expected to have about a $25 billion deficit as people and businesses leave the state in droves, according to a projection by the state's legislative analysis. <laughs> I like this. The legislative Analysis Office, LAO. Uh, I bet we can make that spell lame if we wanted to do it. But okay. Anyway, they projected Wednesday in a report the California budget operates on a deficit due to tax revenue failing about $41 billion. It fell. It actually fell below $41 billion for projections. Now, here once again, here's these optimistic people in California government making projections that don't come anywhere near true. And then they run businesses and people out of the state by overregulating and overtaxing. Sorry, says recent statistics show that there is less corporate and startup activity in the state with corporate tax revenues expected to decline by another 6 billion in the coming couple of years. Quote, under our outlook, the legislator would face a budget problem of $25 billion in the coming couple of years. Budget problem is mainly attributed to lower revenue estimates, which are lower than Budget Act projections. So, again, they projected we're going to have this much money, and so that's what they're spending. But then they do everything possible to drive people out of the state. Now, there's another story. In fact, if you're still listening up there in Gillette, DJ and Gillette sent me a story this morning, which is really a good one. It's not just regular taxes that you have to think of, but it's also every little nickel and dime thing, not just for California, but around the country here, from the magazine, as it's called. The Empire of Fees is the title of the article. How charges and fines and fees drive government growth. So it's not direct taxation, but they're going to fine you for every little thing. There's fees for every little thing you do. This is where, and I'm gonna don't I'm gonna have to go back and read the entire article in in detail. I didn't get a chance this morning when I was on the air here, but the gist of it is: every time you need a permit for something. Every time you got to pay a fee, every time you got to pay a fine, that's part of government income. Now, go to California and try to live under that, plus the regular taxes on top of that. Plus, they keep trying to do the tax the rich thing. Then they drive businesses out like, we're not going to allow the sales of any new gas-powered cars. It's got to be electric cars. If you, can, you can sell used gas-powered cars, but new cars have to be electric cars, and on and on they go. So they're driving businesses out, oh, $15 an hour minimum wage, everything they can think of. California budget did, believe it or not, have a surplus for a while. But, well, 
here they go. How do you how do you go through that surplus that fast? They had a surplus of about fifty two billion dollars. That didn't last long. And a lot of that has to do with the way they fudged the numbers, too, but that's a whole other conversation. Over 2022, only nine companies held initial public offerings for people to become basically shareholders in the company. In recent years, companies have begun to leave California for Republican states due to tax increases. And again, not just direct, you know, tax the rich, but again, fees and fines and permitting processes and so on. Of the departures, one of the most notable, Elon Musk. That was one of the big ones. Many of the businesses that left California cited left-wing policies, high taxes, bail reform, drug use laws, chronic homelessness. This is why, I, I and I really do believe this, when people in California, whether they're living in Los Angeles, California, or San Francisco, or one of those cities, they look at the mess, the income inequality, yes, the homelessness on the street, the drug abuse, the crime, and on and on it goes. And how they are destroying their own state. I mean, think about what a typical California city looks like. And they look around and have this dystopian idea, well, we're just destroying the planet. Well, yeah, you guys are. You're destroying your planet where you are. Now, leave California and go to the rest of the country and take a look at how we live, out the rest of the country. And you'll find it's much different out here and very tolerable, as a matter of fact. No wonder they think the end is nigh in California. Long, alongside corporate tax decline, the story says revenue from personal income has declined as well. Yeah, it used to be you could make a lot of money in California. Uh, but now it doesn't matter how much money you make, you can't afford to live there anymore. You really can't afford to live in California anymore. I've uh, witnessed quite a few people who make good money by our standards. I mean, people who are making several hundred thousand dollars a year, who by our standards would really be doing great, but then they live in California, and they can barely afford to survive. You've heard the same kind of thing in New York City. How much is a tiny apartment in New York City? I mean, I'm talking tiny. Not even one bedroom. Not even a bedroom. These ridiculously small little cracker boxes that people are living in in, in New York. Well, California's very much the same way. Yeah. You can go to states where, sure, people earn a lot less in those states, but it costs a lot less to live there. It's not how much necessarily you make. It's how much you get to keep out of what you make, depending on how you live. And in some places that are very expensive, they might brag, well, I make $150,000 a year. Yeah, how much does it cost you to live there? Do you have a state income tax? It's outrageously expensive to live where you guys are. No wonder people are leaving California as fast as they can. Now they're facing a massive budget shortfall because of it. You think they figured it out? No, of course not. Their answer is tax the rich even more. More regulations, bigger government. Local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast right after that. Open phones, 888 woods Wake Up, Wyoming.
do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Nine thirty six the time, wake up Wyoming. Yeah, it's begun. Starbucks employees have been <clears throat> on strike. Not here in Wyoming, though. For those people who love to get your Starbucks first thing in the morning. Notice I say Starbucks first thing in the morning. I didn't say you get your coffee. Because if you're drinking most Starbucks drinks, you're not actually drinking coffee. I don't know what they're doing there. I'm sure it tastes great, but that's not actually what coffee is. Because Coffee is actually just coffee, not everything that they do to... You get the idea, right? Okay, but anyway, here's the deal for those who might have missed the story. Starbucks employees, I did not know they had a union. And it went on strike. Largest labor action since a campaign to unionize the company's stores began last year. Walkouts coincided with the Starbucks annual Red Cup Day. That's when you hand out... Uh, well, they hand out a Red Cup... Uh, for the holidays. You can go ahead and refill your holiday drinks and such. Very busy day, one of the busiest days they have. Workers say they're seeking better pay, more consistent schedules, higher staffing levels in busy stores. Stores in 25 states plan to take part in the labor action, according to Starbucks workers. The group organized the effort strikers handling uh, their own uh, red cups with you they're, they're handing out red cups with union logos on them so they really got this together starbucks which opposes the unionization effort says it is where the walkouts and respects its employees right to lawfully protest the seattle company noted that the protests are happening at a small number now here, here's what gets me so it's about a hundred starbucks locations that are having strikes right there's about 9,000 company-run locations. So do you think this really makes a difference? Yeah, if about 100 places are right now, about 100 stores are shut down because of the strike, 9,000 stores nationwide, does Starbucks really care? I don't honestly think that they do. I, they'll go ahead and nod their head and go, yep, you know, we support their right to, you know, do whatever they're doing out there. And then they'll just keep doing business. And these strikers, by the way, are only striking for one day. That's it. Just for one solid day. By the way, real coffee is a much needed drug. Ah, beautiful day. I'd call it perfect. But it's missing something, don't you think? Ah, there it is. This morning just wasn't complete until your first cup of coffee, right? Yeah, there's nothing quite like a steaming cup full of an addictive drug in the morning. I'm Roger, and I'd love to tell you about Horton Brand Warm Addictive Brown Stuff. Please enjoy this footage of velvety smooth beans, followed by a well-shot close-up of a hot brown liquid that's brewed by mixing heated water with the roasted, smashed-up seeds of a flowering shrub native to Southern Africa and Tropical Asia. I only showed you that to remind you you desperately need your fix. <laughs> How could you forget? You see, these small brown seeds are a naturally occurring source of the world's most widely consumed central nervous system stimulant, caffeine. 
While most brain-altering substances are outlawed or at least tightly controlled by the government, this entirely legal psychoactive drug is enjoyed by basically every person you know on a daily basis, completely unrestricted and with zero cultural stigma. In fact, it's openly celebrated by your friends, family, and morning television personalities. Smells so good, I can't wait to add flavors and sweetener to distract from the natural flavor of this thing I claim to love and not be addicted to. I do like it. It's just that two sugars and that hazelnut creamer make it. I'm not addicted. Junkies like him keep me a harvester of brown seeds in business, but not just me. Also me, a distributor of overpriced addictive sludge. It also comes in pumpkin flavored. If you'd prefer that to the wet cigar boiled asphalt flavor that occurs naturally. I do. Great. That'll be $11. And here's a cup with your name just butchered oh, on it. That's just nice. Uh, now, for me, the reason I say what you're getting at Starbucks is not really a coffee. Here's how I do Coffee, naturally, is not a bitter drink. Yeah, that's when it gets old and stuff. When you freshly roast the beans, then grind them, and then make coffee, it's actually a bit on the sweeter side, not on the dark, bitter side. All right. Now, the way I make coffee is I make it really thick, dark, you know, heavy coffee. And I, I like the dark roast stuff, too, because I like bold flavors. And then I don't put anything in it. Just there. That's just what coffee is. I've gone to places that serve all of those mocha, loca, choca things. And that's where I got to say, you know, if you're really enjoying that, that's fine. But I have no idea what that is. Please don't tell me you're having a coffee. Because you're not. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Nine forty-seven. The time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Okay, Frank. So last hour, you were saying that in Buffalo, New York, the stadium is going to be completely filled with snow to the point that nobody can move. For the Bills, they they're yeah. expecting three to six feet. They may move the game to Detroit. Okay. Yeah. So I went ahead and looked it up for you. Let's see. Ten most memorable snow games in NFL history. See if you remember any of these. Okay. okay. Detroit Lions, Philadelphia Eagles, December 18, 2013. It must have snowed. Uh, yes, it did. Let me <laughs> see. Uh, Two-point conversion franchise. Let me see. Touchdown, 50. I, I don't care about all of the different statistics. I wanted to see. Oh, yeah, they had to use handheld snowblowers to clear off the yard line so they could see. Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's fluffy snow. That's it. That's yeah. Seahawks at Green Bay Packers, January 12, 2008. Snow. Yeah, okay. Uh, posted their biggest total point position in history, Brett Favre, and all these flurries the entire in the, afternoon. In the they, snow, yeah. Yeah, they had trouble with the cameras seeing what was going on. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm sure. I'm Back sure. to Buffalo. Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns, December 16, 2007. What's your assessment? Was it snow? Yeah. Yeah, snow, yeah. Perfect day to build a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> They should just do that. Have you had football games where someone just built one right there on the field? Well, I, 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 I bet I, you it's happened. You know what? In, in Buffalo, especially, 
you know, that, that lake effect yeah. snow oh, yeah. can, can pile up. I mean, it's just, it's just yeah. craziness. I, I, I was in Syracuse, New York, uh, for a basketball game, and they have like a little contest, like Syracuse, Buffalo, you know, uh, Watertown, you know, all these towns in western New York. That, yeah. And who's going to get the most snow right. for the winter? They're like it's like in feet. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. There's. Uh, I, I really love this. Those islands I grew up on, which you know is way south Florida, and way down on the west coast. The ones that were just hit by that hurricane. Yeah. Right. And the garbage trucks, as they drove around the neighborhoods, had written on the side "free snow removal." Yeah. <laughs> and I kept thinking, you know, I just hope one day, boy. And in fact, I'd love to show up with a truckload and just dump it in my yard and go. You said, "Here it is." Okay, Oakland Raiders at New England Patriots, January 9, two thousand two. That was that playoff game. Yes, that's exactly what it says here. In fact, let me see. Their first Super Bowl eleven years later, NFL abolished some rule that they have in there. Yeah, yeah, that way it was. Uh, Brady with a little toss that really shouldn't have been a compl- any kind of toss or oh, fumbled okay. or something. Yeah. You know, it was, it, it was he cheated. Miami Dolphins won a game in the snow, and they're Miami. Uh, in November twenty fifth, nineteen ninety three. Infamous Thanksgiving Day game. Cowboys led the Dolphins 14 to 13, just seconds remaining in a rare snow filled Texas stadium. Yes, I remember that because yeah. um, the guy, I think it was running, for, was he running for a touchdown and slid into the end zone or something like that? Yeah. Now, you talk about Miami games. They've, if you talk about snow, there was one game in Miami, it rained so hard wow. okay. that the water was cascading down <laughs> the, the steps from the upper deck to the lower deck Jeez. and then the lower deck to the field. I can see it. They have the yeah, having grown up in that part of the country, I see it. Now, one more. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Green Bay Packers, December 1st, 1985. They have a picture of this. There's two things that I, I noticed. One of them is it's a whiteout. The second thing is that's back when the Buccaneers had that white and orange uniform. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can barely see the guy dressed in white because of the... <laughs> no wonder they won. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Women's Juco basketball. Casper College with their home opener tonight taking on uh, Salt Lake Community College. T-Birds are 4-0 and with two wins in the Snow College Tournament and then two more in the NJC Tournament in Sterling, Colorado. So Casper's rated 10th in the country. They got some serious offensive production from Douglas native Jaws and Igo. That's a 6 p.m. start tonight from the Erickson Gym. The T-Bridge will play Western Nebraska tomorrow at 6 and NJC on Saturday at 6. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team getting out of the snow and the cold. They're headed to the Virgin Islands for the Paradise Jam Tournament. They'll meet Howard University tomorrow afternoon. Folks are 2-1 and one after being stunned by Southeastern Louisiana at home on Sunday afternoon, 76-72. Southeastern shot the ball pretty well, although head coach Jeff Linder would like this Cowboy team to play better perimeter defense. Howard is 2-3 and three on the year and lost to James Madison their last time out, 95-69. That's a 115 tip-off tomorrow afternoon. You can hear that on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. We're having Cowgirl basketball team at home tomorrow on Friday night to meet Denver University. The Cowgirls are 0-2 with a road loss to North Dakota and a 66-64 home loss to Gonzaga. DU is 1-2 on the year. That's a 6-30 tip-off from the AA tomorrow. We're having Cowboy football team with just a, a huge game on Saturday night in Laramie. They're going to take on Boise State. Both teams are 7-3. Boise is 6-0 in Mountain West play. Wyoming is 5-1. and one. So a berth in the Mountain West Conference Championship game right on the line here. Now, Boise had a rough start to the season. They began with a loss to Oregon State, and then they lost to UTEP. After that game, they fired their offensive coordinator and their quarterback, Hank Backmeyer, 
Just enter the transfer portal. So I'm done. Bronx did find the new quarterback, and redshirt freshman Taylor Green has been pretty effective so far. So that'll give the UW defense something to think about. Cowboys are two touchdown underdogs in the contest. That's a 5 p.m. start from Laramie on Saturday night. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. And high school athletics, Keller Walsh volleyball player CJ Eskew is signed with Chadron State in Nebraska. She's a two-time All-State selection of 4A as a setter with over 2,400 assists in her career and helped the Trojans win the 4A state championship this year. She joins Emma Norris of Burns as new recruits for Shadron Volleyball. Norris was a 2A All-State pick and led her team to the 2A state championship not too long ago. That's in sports. Green Bay Packers at Denver Broncos, October 15th, 1984. Early season snowstorm in Denver mm-hmm. caused the Packers to fumble their first two plays from scrimmage. Both fumbles are returned by the Broncos for touchdowns. Okay, And you can bet that Denver gets some snow that oh, can just Lord, pile yeah. up. Yeah. I mean... Well, here's another one. Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, 1982. Uh, Patriot kicker Don Smith converted the game. It, what? The Dolphins, which are in Miami, win in snow. Yeah, it, that way, I believe, wasn't that the, the snowplow game? Yes, they have a snowplow. I'm looking at it yeah. right here. They have so, a snowplow on the field. So, so they <laughs> plowed the one spot where the kicker had to be, uh, and then the yes. Patriots <laughs> won the game. Okay. Yeah. And finally, Minnesota Vikings and Philadelphia Eagles, 1968. Hey, there's Santa Claus. Oh, my God. These guys are... I've got to send you a picture of this. They're, they're, are they, they're, they're buried. Throwing, they're, they're throwing... They, those fans used to throw snowballs at there Santa. There you go. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Trust me, 